0: Hello and welcome to the Film Ireland podcast. I'm Gemma Cray and I'm chatting with Rough Magic's Lynn Parker about her adaptation of Marina Carr's Hecuba. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Um, It was uh, like a very kind of powerful piece um, and really suited to the form where that isn't always the case. Can you tell me a little bit about um, how the project started its life? Sure,
1: and thanks for having me. Um, Well, the project starts uh, as as all theatre pieces do when you read the play, and the play is extraordinary. Marina Carr has done this really unusual thing where the characters are within the space and all are at the same moment in the moment they're describing and describing it. So they're actually playing that moment with the uh, person who was was in that scene with them. But they're also able to give you an almost objective viewpoint, except, of course, the point is that it's never objective because every story is told in one version, depending on who's telling it. And often the story is told by the victors. So Marina's intention here was to go inside this story and see it from uh, many different viewpoints, but principally of Hecuba herself. And yet you get all sorts of different versions of what she herself is telling you so it's a fascinating kind of kaleidoscopic prism through which to look at at this very famous ancient story
0: yeah and it's um she does give humanity uh even to all the characters in it like some of the the most unlikable the the turncoats the the opposing villain she brings this um and i wouldn't say like necessarily warmth but a an authentic perspective where you do see the the opposing sides which is given the horror of acts that happen in it very powerful um and i'm just wondering do you how do you work with the cast in in finding that humanity
1: well marina gives you this extraordinarily compassionate view of the people involved, what she is interested in is what is is the damage that is done to the human psyche in war situations, and that the what we try to do is to imagine ourselves in that situation, to imagine what it is like to be in that uh, position of being the captive who uh, who has lost any agency, any control of their their own future. Now, when we were making the stage piece, what was in our heads was Syria, because that was what was happening. And Syria is still happening, but it's been topped by what's happening in Ukraine, which is so much closer to us and and, and no less cataclysmic. And so it was kind of in our interest to suggest to the audience that these uh, unimaginable situations are creeping closer and closer to us. And actually, that is what is happening, and climate change is contributing to all of that. So, without being alarmist, we wanted to say, wake up uh, to ourselves, to our audience, to, to the whole of Western civilization in a way, because this story of uh, dispossession and enslavement, which was happening a couple of thousand years ago, is is coming at us uh, very quickly in our present, in the 21st century.
0: And there's, um, but again, like the the humanity is captured very well. And um, there's very, there's some beautiful minimalist moments where a look is captured in a specific way, a a kind of back and forth, a a tension is captured on screen. um, And and it works very well well. with the camera. Um, And I was just wondering... How yeah. you went about directing it for that, because there's very minimalist moments that are captured and looks and perspective, and I'm just wondering, how do you go about kind of transferring it from stage to screen?
1: Well, as you say, the the the, the characters are all given their their moment and 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 their angle, um, and she does allow you to get behind the uh, the thinking of people you would normally regard as monsters and are described as such, and there's a huge huge humanity there. The way we staged it in the end was in the round or more or less. Uh, So we initially were looking for some kind of space which could feel like a place you would be brought if you were about to be shipped out. We were always looking like for a warehouse or whatever. But in the end, we ended up in in our our home territory of Project Art Centre. And we really, um, the design team of Sarah Bacon and and, uh, Sarah Jane Shields, were given the brief of wrecking the space, making it look as if it had just been left in a hurry by people who had been just told to get out. And so you had this very deconstructed space, but the audience were around and within it. So they were seeing these characters from every angle. And in a way, that kind of helped when you were making a, a film of it. But what the camera can do is get right in there and and achieve that very intimate relationship with the the actors. So, yes, you're getting a a very cinematic kind of uh, acting style right from the the word go in the the theatre piece. And then it lent itself very well. And uh, although I've no experience in film, the actors have. So they know how to relate to the camera and... Colm Hogan, the DOP, and myself uh, had to spend quite a while because, as I say, he, he I, I know little of film, but I know this piece intimately. He doesn't know it as well as I do, but he knows everything about how you would set up shots and, and, and what kind of language you want to use. So we had to really collaborate in getting inside the story. And I think that makes it... Um, a piece that is related to the stage work but very much a cinematic style of performance and he was he was fantastic at bringing all that together and then of course the rhythm of the piece itself was beautifully captured by the editor tony cranston so i had a wonderful team of people working with me to achieve all of this The actors did, of course, know the piece very well because they'd rehearsed it for four weeks, which I know is uh, not unheard of in in film, but, but it is a little unusual. And of course, they'd performed it in front of an audience for two weeks. In the Dublin theater Festival in 2019 but it was the lockdown conditions that allowed us to go back into the theater without the audience this time but that gave the camera free reign and Colin was able to get right in and around the the, the action of, of the um the performances but also the staging um so yeah it was it was it was tricky but I think we really got there and we got there in an incredibly short amount of time it was five days. To shoot the whole thing um, how, many,
0: how many takes god
1: there, were, there seemed to be you know i can't actually remember very very many and we had to go through all of the he he, he shot it from uh two main angles and then other uh pickups within it, that and uh so there were a lot of versions of each uh each take and and Tony was brilliant at identifying how all this would link together.
0: Um, yeah, uh, it was a real collaboration. It had to be because the movement of the the performers on stage, the like it's it's tricky. Like people, you know, there was a lot of line, you know, like back and forth. Like there was a lot to kind of keep track of. There was so many different characters. Like, but again, visually, there was there was so much movement to it, which is something that's unusual in watching a play being filmed like normally when you watch a filming of a play you don't normally capture that as well which it was sort of a joy to watch and even how they integrated themselves into the space very much felt justified in the the shoot so it was it was it, it splices together very well and it makes for a very engaging watch on screen
1: well i'm delighted you you think that uh, the um the the if uh, uh, what I what I said to Colum right at the beginning was if you wanted to make a film of Hecuba you would not necessarily start here. So rather than trying to make make a, a movie, we we were making a kind of hybrid, uh, and that's what it is. Uh, this is not unusual in uh, modern theater that pieces are filmed, but very rarely, I think, are they done uh, in the circumstances that we had. I was really influenced actually by Louis Malle's film, Vanya um, on 42nd Street, where a piece of Chekhov is 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 filmed within a theatre space and the theatre itself becomes the backdrop. So we wanted project in its deconstructed form to be very much the, the, the setting for this. And it's stark and it's, it's harsh, but that's the kind of truth of the atmosphere we wanted to convey. So um, we... Re- rehearsed the piece as we had done in project, Colin came and, and, and watched it, and watched it over and over again, and he watched me also get into the action and go around the actors and uh, uh, um interact with them in rehearsal. And he said at one point, I'd love to stick a camera on your head so that I could see what you're seeing. And in fact, that's in the end of what he did. He took a handheld camera into the middle of the action and caught a very frenetic scene uh, in, a, in a way that actually conveyed some of the scrappy energy of, of the piece. Uh, and then, of course, there are other very controlled shots where he's kind of sneaking up on the actors, and and you get that sense that the the action is being uh, almost uh, like part of a surveillance um, exercise, because some of the the scenes are incredibly intimate. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, but what you're not ever doing is trying to enact the story, and that was very much true of of, of the play. That it, because it's so fluid, and because you were in and out of moments so often, if you tried to uh, portray that through acting, it one you're you're talking of an indescribable situation in some ways where uh, acting is would be impertinent; it would be actually pointless um, because what the language is doing and what the, the the speech is doing is suggesting to the audience uh through narrative and that's what makes it quite different to a a film because film uh, in, in film the lang the dialogue is is frequently quite spare Whereas this is text heavy and we had to be able to allow the actors to speak it and to convey the story by that medium.
0: But as a viewer so, as well, I think one of the things that I would have interpreted from it is that this is their relaying of the story, which is very much so in scope. But this is the trauma that has been haunting their internal mind so that, that 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 kind of narrative feels that form feels very truthful in this scope as well because it is it's all about how the 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 violence the pain impacts their characters and i think that's one thing that is very much so captured so well as a viewer is that the, the 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 truth of the pain and the the performances really really carry that very strongly is that that truth of the trauma
1: absolutely the what they are telling you um is what they felt uh, very viscerally at the time and there is an apparent distance from it but they are all witnessing it they're all of the actors all of the characters are in the room so they all hear what is what is being told and they're all reacting to that as much as to the memory that they have of the moment and they're trying to get across to the the listener to the audience what's going on so the performance style is it's, it's very challenging because you have to be able to be objective and also experiencing fully both your memory of the time and your reaction to what the other person is, is saying about it. And that took a lot of practice. So uh, it was it was inch by inch at first in rehearsal. And then when you get it. The actors experienced a kind of exhilaration because it was so fluent and because they were in, out, around and above and right at the centre of what they were describing. And then they were assisted by Carl Kennedy's amazing score, which is both sound design and composition. So the sound design actually was an almost imperceptible but very powerful uh, undercurrent to the whole thing. And then you get this wonderful music which bridges the scenes and really kind of adds to it. And when we were talking about how the music would work, it was very important that it wasn't attempting drama. It wasn't prescribing the audience's reaction. It was adding something that Marina referred to. Early on, which was that the women have a civilizing force in this story, and that the music was actually part of their voice. So it's very beautiful, and it's simple, and it's very in it. It's quite Greek in a way, um, and quite ancient, and um, and you know much of it beautifully sung by Karen McCartney, uh, who was it within the cast. And um, so the 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 balance between the horror and this. Civilizing force, part of which is memory, and how you can control memory, uh, is is really the balance of the play and the tension that is created between those those two almost opposite
0: forces. Can you tell me a little bit about the cast?
1: The uh, Ashley takes on this extraordinary role of, of Hecuba, and you need someone who. has a huge emotional range but also that imperiousness who has the poise to deliver this person who as Marina says she's a queen she's not necessarily a nice woman but she's a queen she's a ruler and she needs to be able to command a situation and you see the process where that disintegrates beneath her that her whole sense of herself and her position and her city and her family is eroded and no one could map that better than Aisling, um, who really takes you on, a, on a, an incredible arc and is matched by the extraordinary might and, and power of uh, Brian Doherty, who is playing Agamemnon, who has also a complex story and, and is uh, portrayed as, as this thug, this, this brutal soldier. But you are allowed to see the emotional cost to him of the things that he has asked to do. And then you've got the whole, the family of daughters, Cassandra Polyxena, who ends up being one of those sacrificial characters and then the ancillary characters in a way of Polymester and, and Neoptolemus, who are part of the detritus uh, of, of this war but to whom Marina gives an, an awful lot of time as she does to Odysseus, the um the 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 the, uh, the sly fox who was the political agent within all of this and then the, the, the very poised young son who is played by in our production by uh, Gillian Jillian buckle who's a, a female actor um and who manages to get inside that character beautifully
0: and i just want to say why was or what was the purpose of the recording was it to get this on stage for covid was it to be released ultimately was it to capture the truth of the moment like what was the purpose of the recording at the time and
1: we were incredibly proud of that production and it ran at the Dublin Theatre Festival for a couple of weeks and then of course uh, you you would find that and um, we had every intention of uh, taking it on tour but the fact is that it's quite an expensive show to mount because it's a it big cast And also uh, the pandemic uh, stopped everything in its tracks. So we had funding from the Arts Council to do our normal year's work. And a lot of that had to be postponed. And we asked them, could we use that funding to make the film? Because it seemed like such a perfect opportunity and this wasn't gonna come again. And that's how it came about. We also were very interested because of the nature of the, the production in how it would come across on film. So we were able to, to, to take that money and, and to put it towards the making of the film, which then becomes an entity in its own, which doesn't, I think, preclude us remounting the stage show at some point. Uh, but it's wonderful to have this capture uh, in case that isn't possible anytime soon. And the idea is that it will be shown across the country, which is fantastic, which will reach audiences that wouldn't have been coming come to the Dublin Theatre Festival. And that might, maybe we wouldn't have been able to go on tour to. And also it might have a, a further release later on and possibly find a broadcaster to release it elsewhere. Uh, so now we've got the best of all worlds because you have two, I think, very strong works of art uh, a stage show and a film, which can complement each other and per- perhaps help each other on the on the way.
0: And it definitely like something happened during COVID where it a decentralisation. So so many people moved from Dublin, which is prohibitively expensive, and like that as well. Like it, it, there's there's the the conversation of access where it isn't always possible to 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 deliver shows of that scope. So even to to get to experience it, like I found that at the time. Um, my circumstances changed and it was just such a, a great thing to have things available that I would never have access to given the certain circumstances. So I think, and like that as well, like and we don't talk about as much about people with mobility issues or, you know, like people that otherwise you, these experiences mightn't be open to it. So it is lovely again, to capture it, to get the feel of it. But I do think that, that this was done very well and was a good example of capturing that, that truth of of the piece which isn't always kind of easy to to do as well
1: yeah well I mean we we, we have recorded uh the other shows that we did solar bones and glue um but we weren't able to get the, the access to uh, filming time uh that uh, for those shows that we did for Hecuba although um solar bones was shot with three cameras and a single take and it's it's a brilliant piece but hecuba is in a different. Uh, form, It's it's a different beast altogether. And yeah, I mean, I agree with you about the access issue and certainly it's one of the things I'm noticing is how many artists are actually moving out of Dublin and are making work around the country. So, you know, hopefully this will start a movement where people are expecting things to come to them a bit more and that we can deliver them in this way for this scale of work. But what is excellent is that we were given the time to make *Hecuba* a complete piece and not just uh, a, a, a film capture of a, a stage show. It's this is it, this is a something that has, has moved into different territory.
0: Yeah, it does, and it, it. But that's it. Like you get that as a viewer. Like it. It works so well, and you were you were brought on all of um, these characters' journeys and really sold it. And again, because I think we're so restricted by form even the form of film but i do think theater has been creeping into film more or like maybe that's my perspective of it these days or whatever it do you do feel like that with the shorts that are coming out now like there's there's more of an emphasis on dialogue there's more of an emphasis on on changing narrative structures because i think for so long and i do think it's again to do with changing tastes and 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 a hunger for something different, and I do think this is is that like it, it fits into that where it isn't like it a, isn't a three act, it isn't a three act hero's journey play of one character achieving their goals. It's this complex, nuanced, interwoven narrative about the impact of of events over a long period of time for a lot of people, which is which is very interesting to to watch and and how it's done so well. Um,
1: well the um the the emphasis in in our productions is always on ensemble and and you you could not get a more fantastic group of actors this is this is a bunch of absolute stunners so you know we the 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 whole piece really is predicated on the uh, the writing and the performances the actors deliver an uh, extraordinary and
0: some great direction that allows it to happen
1: <laughs> <laughs> well thank you very much um but yeah, actually, yes, there's, an, there's a great deal of cross-pollination now between film and theatre. I would say that theatre is welcoming film and projection uh, much more into into its its practice. But I've always been really keen on, on uh, staging things in the round, which lends itself to that cinematic playing, because you're not delivering to a proscenium and a, an audience that's over there. The audience is all around you. So you aren't uh, uh, forced into a kind of unnatural positioning of actors on stage, The actors can move very, very naturally and speak to each other and, and speak to the audience through the other actors. Um, so that's something I, I, I think that 20, 20th and 21st century theatre actually gives you, you know, um, but that wouldn't work at all. If you didn't have actors who were able to uh, use the techniques of theater to deliver that kind of uh, very uh, polished, precision engineered language that Marina Carr delivers. So uh, so it, it, it kind of works uh, in, in a, I hope, a, a kind of um, cross pollinating way where you you feel that you're watching a film, but you're not watching naturalism
0: yeah it definitely does so it's brilliant to watch it's uh in cinemas it'll be on tonight so get yourself a ticket right now um or it will be released hopefully for further distribution as well so we'll keep a keep a, an eye out and we'll be sharing links in the description so thank you so much for chatting with us thank you